everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available on Apple and iTunes Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure you can download, subscribe, so you don't miss any of our latest content, and get in touch with us at Rich Sports Talk on Twitter and our email, richsportstalk at gmail.com. Well, the road for WrestleMania is now shorter. The Elimination Chamber or, uh, pay-per-view is now in the books. And I have a lot of thoughts. Well, I thought the Royal Rumble was a smash, and usually the top four pay-per-views in the company are great. This was a pay-per-view that had really a couple of decent matches, one great match, but a lot of booking decisions that when I was done, I was scratching my head as we move closer to WrestleMania. But we'll dive right into the first kickoff show of the match, which was the Cruiserweight Championship between Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. And, of course, Buddy Murphy retaining the championship now. This is a hard match to get on because this is, once again, it's the opening match. It's a short match. It's to get the crowd going. The thing was, this was a very good match, and I did enjoy it, but it was one of those matches where you're just like, you know what? These two have fantastic chemistry. Hopefully, they'll get to work together at WrestleMania, but I would like to see them have a longer match because the problem with these short matches is it really hurts the time to develop the storyline within the match. And this was a great match in the time that they had. And I just would love to see these two get more extended time. They they really are great in the ring. But overall, great first match. I think both of them came out looking good. I thought both have a storyline going toward WrestleMania. And if, look, this is the rematch for the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania. I'll tell you this. I will not be disappointed. Moving on to what many considered... Even though it wasn't technically the main event, this was the biggest headlining match of the Elimination Chamber, which was the Women's Tag Team Championship in the Elimination Chamber, to which I said, wait a minute, we have two tag team titles on each brand, why don't we have a tag team for each brand for the women, but I digress. Now, this has been a long time coming, I've been an advocate for a Women's Tag Team Championship for a long time, and partially because... We see so many tag team matches to get all these women matches and involved, and we see it also on the main card, these tag team matches. It just made sense to have this go as well. And if you remember my uh, Royal Rumble prediction, I said, look, Sasha Banks is going to lose to Ronda Rousey. And it's very simple. It's because they're they're doing this match to make both of them look good. But more importantly, they are doing this because they understand that Sasha and Bailey are going to, if they're not going to hold the first tag team belts, they are going to be in the mix. And of course, they won this. And I don't think this really surprised anyone, especially because they've been the ones that have been advocating for a tag team championship within the women's division for a long time. And they finally get it. And they even said this before. I really think this was brought to the public on one of the Monday Night Raws that they wanted to be the first tag team champions. And Look, they did it. Now, could you have made the case to have Nia Jax and Tamina win the opening belts and have them overcome adversity win at WrestleMania? Yeah, I I think that could have been a good storyline, especially at WrestleMania, um, especially because Sasha, we've known, has been banged up for the last couple of weeks, and we've seen early the matches early. Uh, I wouldn't mind that storyline. I actually think that could have been the better one moving forward because now it's just who are they going to take on at WrestleMania. But overall, I don't think you have a wrong thing because Bailey and Sasha are two of the most popular wrestlers within the company, not just the women's division. It made sense. I mean, they, they're part of the four horsemen who have changed the game of wrestling in the WWE. 
And look, this was a good match. I think Nia Jax and Tamina made a good tag team. I think all of these, the Riot Squad, the Oconics, they they all look good. They all had their moments. Now, was this match a little bit sloppy? Yeah, it was. But it, you had to expect it, though, given the parameters. I mean, we're, usually the Elimination Chamber is tough because you have six bodies in that ring to begin with. You just doubled that with a tag team in the Elimination Chamber. So you had a lot of moving parts in this. Uh, overall, as the match, was it a groundbreaking match? Was it a match of the night? Was it anything game-changing? No, but the, the overall, this match was more about the significance of the Women's Tag Team Championship and giving it to Bailey and Sasha as the first champions makes sense. Uh, do I think, and I've heard this said, well, you know, they could have had them lose it and then had to overcome their adversity win at WrestleMania. Could that have been a bigger moment at WrestleMania? Perhaps, but overall, I don't think... It was the worst decision to give them the belts. They've been the ones advocating, and look, they make a great tag team. So it was a great decision, and Sasha and Bayley have the tag team titles, and that's what they're going to be going toward WrestleMania. So their storyline moving forward at WrestleMania is set. And I said this a lot with these pay-per-views, starting with the Royal Rumble. All these pay-per-views, all they're doing is building toward WrestleMania. So if a match, if I come out of a match saying, God, I have no idea what their direction is. Then you'll see me be a bit harsher, which you'll get to later on this list. Now, the SmackDown Team Championship, the Usos defeating The Miz and Shane McMahon. Now, I made a bold prediction on my Royal Rumble one, which was they were going to win the tag team titles. Because I said, look, this is a pay-per-view. You know the titles aren't changing hands at this pay-per-view. So I think to keep it fresh, they had to move one belt. And to me, the tag team and the SmackDown division made the most sense. I, I like Miz and Shane. I, I especially I like Miz. Um, to, look, let me preface this by saying this. The Usos are fantastic tag team champions. I think they have a fantastic rival with the New Day. And if it's building to a New Day rivalry at WrestleMania with other tag teams, I get it. I think that's great. Um, but I think if you're trying to convey to people that this is a serious tag team with Miz and Shane McMahon you kind of just dumped on that already and I'll get to that in other matches as well because you have to I think have to have, whenever you have a champion I think you can't play hot potato with the belt it def- it you know diminishes the value of that champion it makes them look weak and in some cases the value is the belt I, the, the value of the belt here no but the fact that they lost in one pay-per-view it, it to me uh, it ruins a lot of the momentum that they might have had in this division. Look, I understand this this tag team division in SmackDown and Raw is gold fantastic right now. Uh, I think the Usos would put on a great match at WrestleMania. So I get that storyline. I think they want to take the belts off Shane and Miz before WrestleMania. But, I mean, Miz is one of the most important uh, wrestlers in the company. So with him without a little bit of direction is puzzling. It was a good match. I, I I would give this a solid BB plus. It wasn't the worst match. It was a good solid match. Um, you know, you saw this match with Miz executing skull crushing finale finisher onto Uso. Um, quick roll up win on the three count. Um, I mean, you look the Usos. They're great in this division. The fifth team win in WWE history to win the tag team gold on six different occasions. I, I overall I, I'm a little disappointed. Just the finish was a little. If I was to th- expect the quick roll up, it would be for the Miz because that fits with his character more. But overall, if they're building a strong USO storyline going into WrestleMania, I can't be upset with that because I do love these two. Moving on 
to what has been extremely puzzling with WWE. The handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship with Finn Balor defeating Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. For those of you who have listened, you know I'm a big fan of Finn Balor. And I looked at the Royal Rumble being a David versus Goliath situation where he would have a strong enough showing to be considered for the WrestleMania car and work toward the WrestleMania car for the Universal Championship. But then when Seth won the Royal Rumble and made clear he was taking on Brock Lesnar, I'm like, okay, what would be the next logical? And it was like, oh, okay, the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley, since coming back to the company, hasn't been great. Um, and this Leo, this Leo Rush uh, partnership has been Rush. But I was thinking, you know what? This is going to be a match where... Finn's going to have a great showing. He's going to come within inches of winning this match. And then there's going to be with the handicap match, which you always worry about is, you know, a late interference going to cause him a championship. And then he's going to be motivated going into WrestleMania to win the intercontinental championship. But uh, he, he won it outright here. And to me, look, I have no problem with Balor being the intercontinental champion. But I would like to see have seen him really compete for it in the terms of a little bit longer wait. I mean, this has been a short storyline, just a couple of weeks that have been built, and it's he's already the tag team champion. Now, if it's like the Usos, where I think that could they be thinking of a different opponent for Finn for WrestleMania? Yeah, that, that could definitely work, but... I came out of this pay-per-view, and look, I'm happy. I love Finn Balor, but I'm like, no, that was awfully quick. I mean, I mean, that was an impressive win, don't get me wrong, but it was a eh, match. It was nothing spectacular. Um, and for Finn, I'm like, okay, he's out of the Universal picture. He'll go to the Intercontinental picture. That would be great having him win at WrestleMania, but he's already won, so... I mean, he could defend the bell in WrestleMania. And I said this earlier. Look, I'm looking for storylines for WrestleMania. I mean, we're starting to get into the thick of the WrestleMania road. And right now, just that Balor just seemed to win this one. And there's a lot of title exchanges on this pay-per-view. But it just seemed like that was really too quick. There wasn't the slow build. And I understand sometimes you you don't want to go with the slow build route. But to me, if you're gonna, especially if you're gonna keep Lashley in the picture, and it's gonna be a Balor Lashley match at WrestleMania, I mean, th- to me, this kind of discredited Lashley as a champion. I would have liked to see Balor, you know, get screwed out of this one, so that he had the motivation, obviously, for WrestleMania. But and to me, this is just a match. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I get to the Raw Women's Championship with Ronda Rousey and Ruby Riot. Now, for anyone. Who thought Ruby Riot was going to have a snowball's chance to win this match? Was You, you knew it wasn't happening, okay? You, you, This match is going to be known for what happened after it. But I will say one thing that really disappointed me has been the handling of the Riot Squad. First, I didn't think they had a great showing in the Elimination Chamber as a tag team, which I think was, you know, they could have been one of the top three tag teams in the company for the women's division. And then Ruby, who I think is an underrated performer, just gets buried here. This was basically, she was the sacrificial lamb for the post-matchup with Charlotte and, of course, Becky Lynch showing up and absolutely going off on Ronda and Charlotte despite the injured knee and attacking them um, after the match because, you know, she got 
screwed out of her match by Vince McMahon for WrestleMania and gave it to Charlotte. Now, I've been saying I wanted to see Ronda and Becky one-on-one. I didn't like the triple threat idea, even though I I felt they were going to go that way with Charlotte because I thought for the SmackDown Championship, Charlotte could have been a good foil to Asuka. I think you could have built that. But if it's going to be a triple threat, they're doing a great job. This is a great build. And to me, this is very similar to what happened with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, you know, being screwed out of the title opportunity by the authority and basically having to rally support and coming back and, you know, being the lovable underdog champion. They're doing that fantastically with Becky Lynch. I think that this has been a great build. I think they're going to take the belt off round, especially with the rumor she's leaving for UFC. I think Charlotte looked great as a heel. She's really played a great heel. And I think she was a face for too long. She's a great heel, especially with her father's character, Ric Flair. She is a fantastic heel. And, you know, especially if they're going to keep Sasha as a baby face with Bailey. I mean, you really need a good heel. And this was the one reason I really love Charlotte and Sasha and put them above Bailey and Becky initially out of NXT. And I still give them a little bit of an edge because. I think all four of them are great wrestlers. I give a slight athletic edge to both Sasha and Charlotte, but the one thing I loved about Charlotte and Sasha is they are great at playing the face, and they are fantastic, and arguably you could say better at playing the heel, and it's great to have that ability. I I think Becky tried to play the heel, but people love her so much they weren't going to let her do that, and Bailey, I don't think, could play a heel. So I, I think Charlotte is showing her value and versatility, I mean, let's face it, I, I, you can't even grade this match because it, it it, you knew what it was. It was a squash match. It was all about the post-match, which was fantastic. But once again, this is just a situation where I feel bad for Ruby Riot because I don't think she'll get the credit she deserves because she was just buried in this match. She It was just absolutely buried. And the Riot Squad, a whole, when they came in, they were hot. I think that they were a great foil i think they could have been great in the tag team division especially with three of them the anti new day in the women's division but man they did not it was not a good night for them especially in the tag team this was not a good night for ruby and they really just buried not only ruby but they buried the riot squad and this just was not a good night and it's gonna be interesting how they pick up the pieces could this bad defeat maybe inspire them going forward and make them become even more heel that's certainly a distinct possibility, but overall, we all know what this match was, was building that three-way tension with Ronda, with Becky, and with Charlotte, and this match did its job. I said this on a podcast when I talked about um, with the Royal Rumble, and I said I thought Braun Strowman was going to have a strong showing, but he wasn't going to get into the title picture because WWE has had the chance to put him in that title picture for over a year now, and to me, the momentum has felt dead. And I said after the Royal Rumble that he came in late. I thought he would come in early, get a bunch of eliminations, dominate like he did in the earlier Royal Rumble, but it didn't happen that way, and they went with Seth Rollins, and I thought it would have been fascinating to have him versus Brock Lesnar with Finn Balor as a triple threat to... Elias versus David, great storyline. But man, the way they have just buried Braun Strowman, this this remind this could have been Survivor Series. I mean, we know the buried alive match. They buried a couple wrestlers. I talked about them burying the Riot Squad, but Braun Strowman, I mean, disqualification with Baron Corbin, and that spot was great. 
with Drew McIntyre, but man, what is what are they doing with Strowman? I mean, ever since last WrestleMania, they have just killed all the great momentum he has. I thought, he, like I said on that earlier podcast, it could have been great. He had like a tag teamer of the week or even defended the belts in a handicap match for the tag team childs, but they didn't even go that angle. And they just had him lose so much. You can only lose so much in WWE and fans become disinterested. And look, Braun's got a great character, a great personality, and the feats of strength are fantastic. But, I mean, we've seen this song and dance for a long time now. And, you know, you see him not only... You, you built him up as this monster that just destroys everyone. And just the past couple weeks, he's just been getting taken out been injured and now this gang taken out it, i i just don't know what direction they're trying to go with braun Strowman. in direction for me is so key for wrestlers i want to know what they're doing what their storyline is or what possibilities they have and for braun Strowman, when i looked at the royal rumble i was thinking you know what maybe they could throw him in the title match it doesn't really fit but maybe maybe to build up his credit again they could put him in the intercontinental division have him be a dominant intercontinental champion to now being god i don't even know what his role at wrestlemania is gonna be i mean this match was just it was bad and there's a lot of matches like this in this pay-per-view like oh god it was more about the after the match than during the match and once again Braun like as a legitimate champion that window just feels completely gone I said his universal championship reign window was closed at the Royal Rumble but man I mean, maybe the Intercontinental Champion. That's the only thing I could see them maybe doing is putting him versus Balor for the Intercontinental Champion because they've had good work in the past. But outside of that, I mean, what direction are you going to go with? Because if you put him in a match with Baron Corbin at WrestleMania or if it's not for a title, it's going to feel like a squash match. So this was just a match that, to me, didn't help build anyone, tore Braun Strowman down, and just feels like there's no direction coming out of it and that leads us to the wwe championship elimination chamber match this was fantastic and a great showing why daniel bryan's a great champion why all of these members deserve to be in the title picture and surprisingly one of the most under underrated wrestlers i think of the past decade finally getting his due and you saw the crowd reaction after the match by Kofi Kingston. And you see that this is a guy who, and I've always said this about Kofi, that he should have gotten an opportunity for a world championship a long time ago. I mean, he's been a great energy. He's a, a tremendous athlete. I mean, when you think of Kofi Kingston, you think of the New Day and you think of the great stunts he's done at the Royal Rumble. But he is a heck of a wrestler that just seems to be overlooked and it will be interesting to see who Daniel Bryan takes on at WrestleMania but I gotta tell you I would love to see Kofi get a chance just because to me I don't think he's obviously not as white hot as some other guys going forward but 
he has the crowd behind him, and it just feels like he's one of those guys that's paid his dues, and he deserves a shot. And I think him and Brian have showed you they have fantastic chemistry. And I think it could be great if you had the New Day winning both the tag belts with him winning the SmackDown Championship. Uh, could it potentially create a divide within the New Day? That's another storyline angle with Kofi you know, not needing the New Day anymore. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities you can go with. I don't think the New Day, they'll break that up yet just because of how popular they are. But I would like to see Kofi get another crack at the championship, and I think he's put himself in the title picture. And if I was to say at the Royal Rumble, Kofi Kingston would be in the WWE championship picture. People would think I was crazy. But he's done a fantastic job. He's a great worker. He's a great athlete. And He's really just been an underrated wrestler who I don't think really got in the title reign he deserves outside of the tag team champions. And look, he's been a great tag team champion, but uh, to me, it's almost a little bit like he's been like Daniel Bryan in the sense that he's been overlooked. He's, you know, when he was first hot and when he first won his belt, it was as a tag team champion. And I know he had the world heavyweight championship, but that reign with, uh, that 18-second match at that WrestleMania in Miami, and everyone knows what I'm talking about, did not end well. That I just feel like he he's deserved a heavyweight title shot and one of the big titles, and he's never really gotten it. I think he's more than deserved it. And I know people say, well, he's undersized, he's smaller, but a lot of these champions, a lot of these athletes now, they are smaller. And I did think you get a lot of good storylines coming out of this now. I feel like Samoa Joe at one point, he needs to get a legitimate shot at the title. He's too talented, too good of a talker not to be. And the longer they keep the belt off him, I think it just diminishes his character. Because I know he's popular with the fans, but he's such a dominant wrestler. And the fact that he hasn't won the championship yet, uh, to me, is surprising. But I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Daniel Bryan as this character is fantastic. He's been great as a heel. He's got his path clear to WrestleMania, but there's a lot of great storylines coming out of this match, which is what a good Elimination Chamber does. It can build matches within that match. I think there's a lot of different possibilities now for AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, but I think the big winner of this match, and even you always say that old cliche, you know, well, you know, he, he didn't win, but he proved something basically along those lines, or, you know, he won in defeat. That That's what Kofi did. I mean, Kofi had an incredible match and just the fan reaction to how great he did and I would not be shocked if this isn't the rematch at WrestleMania because they have great chemistry they can build a great match they can build a great story and it fits Daniel Bryan's anti-WWE narrative now especially if he went against the New Day and I mean, I'm not saying both teams could, you know, get together, but like you look at the New Day, they're about selling, you know, pancakes, cereal. They they are like almost the definition of WWE, uh, you know, athletes and selling products and being a commercial. And right now that New Day and Brian hates that idea. And I think that could be a great rivalry in a building block saying, I hate what you've become. You've become a sellout. You've become part of a team with the New Day. I think there's a lot of great stuff there, and I think Kofi and Daniel Bryan can turn on a heck of a match at WrestleMania, and I think that it was the match of the night. And look, this was a wrestle, I mean, Elimination Chamber. It built a couple big storylines, especially out of the two big women's matches and the WWE Championship. In the middle, there was a lot of 
eyebrow raising, not really sure what they're thinking. I was surprised with the Finn Balor win. I'm glad he's there in Continental Champion, but I think they could have built that out longer. And I have no idea what they're doing with Braun Strowman. But overall, I thought it was a solid pay-per-view. I think that you had some good matches, some bad ones. You had a great finish. And, I mean, we talk about these pay-per-views. You can have a so-so or below-average pay-per-view, but the main event delivers. It's a great pay-per-view. And I would say that the main event in this one completely delivered. And I can't wait as we move forward on the road to WrestleMania. We'll be here all the way here on Rich Sports Talk. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content. But that's going to do it for this episode. And until next time, I'm Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.